So here we are officially in 2021. Wishing you all a bounty full of blessings, happiness, relief, good and the best of the health, prosperity, knowledge, peace, calm. As the 2021 enters the lives of all with today's date 1st of January. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. New year, new talks, new discussions. Let's begin it all. The different variety of dosage forms to know, they are the solid, liquid, semi-solid, inhalational, special drug deliveries, targeted drug deliveries, etc. and many more. I know you know dosage forms. They are the appropriate formulations for administration to the patient. Mainly consisting of the main or the active ingredient along with the added ones like preservatives, additives, excipients, all in a proper method in the form of what we call a dosage form. So let's count the benefits of dosage forms. First, you can give one dose at a time. Second, ingredients, the main drug, they are all safe in the dosage form. Third, it can be administered in different variety of ways. Now to commence the talk, I will throw some light on the solid dosage forms. The main ones I will cover under the heading of solid dosage forms, they are powders, tablets, capsules, pills, suppositories, lozenges and a few more. Now let's define each of them. Let's know the various types. The first comes the powder. It's the most fine, dry, pulverized state, which can be taken internally and that you call systemic powders. Some can be taken externally, that you call topical administration. They are always packed nicely in a packet or a wrapper. The externally used powders, they are packed in, well, you might have seen plastic metallic containers with a lot of holes on the top for sprinkling purposes, right? Now, few types which you should know actually they are the bulk powders bulk yes they have a lot of bulk it is packed in large quantity and secondly you get to know about effervescent powders effervescent the name is suggesting itself due to the inclusion of sodium bicarbonate citric acid tartaric acid all these ingredients after the administration the carbon dioxide it is released 
an effervescence is produced and that's why we call it an effervescence powder. The whole process adds up to the convenience and the flavor of the powdered drug to be taken by the patient nicely. You know, bubbling occurs and the patient's drug compatibility is also enhanced. Now, one of the well-known effervescent powder is the Eno Fruit Salt, which I'm sure is present just now in your kitchen. You don't need to go and find it, but I'm just reminding you that that is an effervescent powder which is present at your home, which I'm sure you all might have taken some time or the other for indigestion. Next, I will be talking about tablets. Now, under the tablets, what happens? There is powder only, but it's not in the powder form. The powder is bound. It is aggregated with the help of some agents, what we call the binding agents. It can be a starch, it can be alcoholic spray. And good example to mention here is the vitamin D granules. And sometimes there are some excipients, additives more. They are used to mold or compress the powdered granules into discs. Into discs, into oval shapes, oblong shapes, so that they are suitable enough to be taken by the patient. Now, heavy pressure compression is also done sometimes. Many of the subtypes of the tablets are First, ordinary tablets. They are uncoated like uh, paracetamol, aspirin, etc. Second one, sugar-coated tablets. They are made as to mask the bitter or the sour taste of the main ingredient Example, tab metronidazole or tab chloroquine. Well, when you listen of chloroquine and metronidazole, you know, they are so bad taste. They have such a taste that you need a sugar-coated tablet. Next one is the third one. Film-coated tablets. A coating of cellulose or gelatin is done on the tablet and it is very thin very transparent it is so light light enough just to make the dosage form palatable by masking the real intolerable taste and some good examples for these are cefuroxime tablets diltiazem tablets they all are film coated tablets i'm sure you're getting the difference between the film coated and the sugar coated you see, sugar-coated, they are done for those tablets which are really just you cannot take them, you know. You need something sugary to really mask the bitter taste. But film-coated can be done a little intolerable. Then you can coat with the film and the work will happen. So sugar-coated are a more intense form of the masking of the taste. Got it? Now I'm going to talk about some more specialized tablets. The first one in this is the dispersible tablets. As the name suggests, they disperse in no time when they are put in water. And that is how you have to take them. First you have to put in the water, then it disperses and then you have to just gulp it. Second one, 
sublingual tablets. Now, as the name suggests, they are put under the tongue. They are not chewed. Please note it. They are not chewed. So, they are put under the tongue. They quickly dissolve and they are quickly absorbed. Okay, very quick mechanism of action. Third one, chewable tablets. Now, these have to be really chewed. They have to be swallowed. So, if it is like that, what is the quality they should possess? Any guesses? Just brainstorm. The common sense says they should be really tasting good. Because when you have to chew something, it should have some taste. Right? Now, I want to talk about really special and useful forms of tablets. The first one here is the enteric coated tablets. See, Coating of a special material like shellac is done, cellulose is done on the tablets so that they resist the damage of the main ingredient of the tablet from the gastric juice. You know, no, gastric juice is so acidic, it can really damage the main ingredient of the tablet. And when the tablet reaches the duodenal or the intestinal alkaline pH, it dissolves. What a Great idea, right? Now, some good mentions in this particular regard, they are Ecosperin 75. That is an enteric coated aspirin. And the second one you have is a Diclofenac, capital EC50. It is an enteric coated Diclofenac tablet. Okay. Now, again, another purposeful form of tablet to talk about is the sustained release or the extended release tablet they are also known as long tablets really long acting or they are also known as retard tablets because they are long acting now in this form the tablets they are coated with different layers of aggregated particles each coating has a different type of inert resin and these different types of coating, they dissolve at different time intervals. So you can imagine even a short-acting drug, it can be made to act for a long period. You know, something even as long as 10 to 12 hours. Now, what is the use of this effort? Well, you can avoid some dangerous drug adverse effects. That is the use. And it is worth it. Now, one modified version of these long tablets is a form in which the drug is made to release through a semi-permeable membrane. And that's what we call as a controlled release tablet. Got the difference, the minute difference from the sustained release tablets? Did you notice the minute difference? You should. Now, it is a dosage form of choice when the drug is first, short-acting, second, lack of compliance. It finally leads to the therapeutic failure of the drug. No response is seen. And when such a condition arises, then please opt for a controlled release tablet. Dosage form. Now, before I wrap it up, the whole episode for today, 
let us get to know some nice examples for sustained release tablets. The first one is the Diclofenac capital SR that stands for Diclofenac Sodium Sustained Release. Got it? Second one is the Tepin Retard. It is actually the Nifedipine Retard Tablet. So, everybody is surfing, they are searching for the new predictions. How will be my new year? So, let me tell you, yes, I will predict it for you all. Well, new year will be as you want it to be and as you work for it. So, here we did it. It's the 1st of January 2021 and I finished with my podcasting ritual. That makes a real good start of the year, right? Now, it's a good omen to start something on the first day of the year and it really continues all the year round. Well, I'm really serious. I'm not joking. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.ispharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name, Is Pharmacology Difficult? If you are listening for the first time, do follow me on whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Happy, happy new year. Thank you.